Hi, folks. This podcast is recorded in a house with animals, and I see Sergei, like, sneaking around behind me. Uh, so I know he's up to something. So uh, noises happen. The hounds happen. The cats happen. And the chickens happen, although not as loudly, since we have begun the process of the rooster exchange between ourselves and our friend Neolithic Sheep. Comrade Shepherd. Who I'm going to have on the show after we get back from China, I'm thinking. Excellent, excellent. You hear that? We're coming for you. Um, also, I should mention that we swear a lot. Oh, do we ever. And so you shouldn't consider this to be R-rated. It's probably more of a PG-13. We don't get into R-rated or uh, mature content, as it were. But parental guidance is suggested. Strong language. Strong language, yes. Thank you. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy Episode 90. So the countdown is on in two ways. <laughs> countdown number one, we have uh, 10 episodes after this one until episode 100. Oh, yes, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. It's, it's absolutely mind-boggling that we will have been doing this for two years. We will do an interview at episode 100. We will do the annual check-in with Kevin uh, that has been requested a couple times to see how I've changed in the last year and since things began. So there's that. The other countdown that is on is the countdown to China. And we've been gathering materials. We've been doing some basic packing. We've been getting everything together. Today, I sat down and I wrote out our itinerary in the planner I am taking with me. You're taking a planner with you? Well, I mean, I'm taking a notebook that will have all of the dates and things. Yeah, actually, it's a really simple plan. Here, let me... I'm not judging. I was just curious. I yeah, mean... well, I figured it's useful... Sorry for the, the background noise here, folks. Where did it go? Now, the, part of the thing is that the bag I would normally take on this sort of trip is too big. And so I've got a new bag. Um, the, my, my normal like carry-on travel bag for this sort of thing is an Osprey. Um, where did it go? <laughs> you, you don't, it's an Osprey travel bag that's yeah, it's, too large. It's 46 uh, liters, it's too big, so I went to a smaller one that gets favorable reviews compared to the one I already have. And these are smaller. for internal flights in China. Yeah, this isn't, that's the big thing. Like, uh, the international flights, I could take the bigger bag. When I get to, when we get to China, the smaller internal flights are a problem. Yeah, they have yeah. very strict weight limits, so mm -hmm. we're, uh... And size limits. Very size strict size limits. limits. Yes. Yeah. 11 pounds for carry-ons. 11 pounds so. for carry-ons and uh, very specific dimensions. Yeah. So, um, so there's that. But no, I picked up a uh, Mayu Weekly Note A5 size, and it's just, it was very inexpensive. And then, oops, uh, it has so weekly pages, mm -hmm. and you blank dates. And so I've been filling it in similar to how I would a, a bullet journal, but starting in basically two weeks, here is our full basically where we're staying the night, what we're doing that day in general, like flight to... Uh, Cheyenne, um, travel to the Valley of the Cats, uh, we're staying, you know, the nights we're staying in which hotels and where, and then finally, uh, several pages later, here are the flights home. <laughs> so, for me, it's much more real and terrifying, because now I have it on, cal on like, a calendar other than, here's a big blank swath that says China on my Google calendar, uh, which won't be, uh, probably won't be accessible. 
So I've well, made. I'm, I'm glad you feel better. Yes, uh, I'm also going to make a printout of the itinerary. Um, in the next section of this thing, I have a notebook that has a packing list, an actual list list for me to go over, and I've been comparing that with the packing list our guides have sent us and what we have. And so, yeah, it's real. Oh, God, it's real. It's terrifying. Uh, I'm excited. But, yeah, again, terrifying. The only way I'm getting through this is by pretending it's not happening. Right. This weekend we do, like, a a full pack, make sure Mm -hmm. we've got everything we need. And if we don't, we have, like, a week. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh, hi, Sergey. I see you've come to join me on the desk. Please don't make a mess or you love the keyboard. Well, that's lovely. Anyway, so that it was the big thing this week, or at least today. The rest of this week has been um, following up on jobs. Yep. Uh, one of which I did not get, another which... Oh, Sergey, don't lean on the... Key- I'll move the keyboard. Um, it's just easier. Um, but, uh, so I followed up with the one and they're not going to be hiring for that position at all, uh, for this, at this point. So that one is on indefinite hold, AKA I put it in the rejected column on my Hunter and, uh, but I have an interview Friday, so it gets interesting. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but I'm I'm focused now mostly on China because that's the big thing coming up. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then I guess anything that happens in the next week job-related is basically going to have to be put on hold until May. Yep. So unless it's, you know, hey, here's – we want to offer you the job, in which case, hey, yeah, great. Um, can I start in May? Because that's – Pretty much how it's got to be. Right, right. And that's that's really been it for the last week. I am I'm I'm getting that slow panic towards oh god, there's so much to do and and not enough time. And there's enough time. It's just yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, you've had a very very productive week. Uh, I have my my prep for China has actually been setting up. Um, uh, getting a whole bunch of Kindle books by authors I know I I will like mm-hmm. that, and I meant to save a bunch of them for China, and then I started reading them, so <laughs> now I have to get more. Um, but I have a fair amount, uh, and I'm uh, and you know the, the working fiddling with drawing programs mm-hmm. to see what I want to take with me on my tablet. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna take the big tablet because I draw on that one, mm-hmm. and that's life. Uh, and uh, yes, and then uh, working on dog skull patch prep. Yes, uh, we got the driveway regraveled finally, and oh, it's lovely. It it is very nice. Um, it uh, was not quite as expensive as they quoted me because it turned out we didn't need to put pipes in one of the spots and. Uh, the gigantic pothole of doom is now no longer doom. And I could actually take my Camaro and park it there instead of having to park like on the highway and walk up. Yes, it's. Uh, you don't need four wheel drive to get out of the driveway now. Exactly. Uh, so yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good. Um, been talking to 
people about Silvapasture, which mm-hmm. is a pro a uh, not to get too deep in the weeds here. Uh, this is the sort of thing I like, but I realize it's kind of a specialty thing. Um, it's a system of pasture where you keep trees as well as pasture land. So it, you make basically a oak mm-hmm. savanna, which right. is what this area used to be long, long before uh, colonization. And uh, it was mostly fire controlled. I mentioned on the local farmer list, this was a thing I was wanting to do, and all of a sudden people are dropping out of the woodwork (laughs) going, yes, this is a thing we do. Yes, uh, I do consulting. Hey, I have a degree in this. Uh, So either it's super trendy right now, or I'm in a hot spot, according to a buddy of the the pasture scientist who suggested this, is like a little from column A, a little from column B, but please keep me apprised of the planting lists. You know, this is is his jam. Uh, So we're (laughs) we're working towards that. Uh, I have a meeting with uh, someone from the USDA of all places uh, on Friday for uh, they do they're doing like small farm grant kind of things and uh, assistance. They have lots of people. They want to encourage this sort of thing, and I'm like, okay, if you want to encourage me, I will not stop you. I don't know what I'm doing. I have enthusiasm, but no expertise, and you have expertise, so let's talk. So, and they happen to be in town for a thing. So, like, hey, let's go check out the site. I'm like, okay, yeah. Um, and now so, it's Smokey's turn to walk around my desk and love on things. Yes, hi everyone. So <laughs> I have been prepping for the China trip mm-hmm. and getting books for, to read on the China trip, and then accidentally reading them. And uh, yes, Smokey, I love you too. So now I have to get more books. And yeah, yeah uh, uh, and you've been doing edits. Yes, yes, I I handed in the edits for the uh, first of the novels to tour and um. And still working on my my fluffy paladin romance, which has cracked, I think, 90,000 words and is still not over. And I'm realizing it is not going to be done by the time I go to China, but I may send my editor what I've got and be like, here, get started. Lord knows if we'll be able to do this or not, but eh. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so. The The worst case in that is you have an edited book. Yeah, so that I have an edited book that I can't put out till next year. Yeah. And I'll go write a novella or something. Uh, yeah, so that's – that's it's been very busy, but perhaps not terribly interesting. It's just the same stuff I normally do except driveway. And if you had told me years ago how excited I would be to get a driveway regraveled, <laughs> Lord. Oh, I remember when we got this one regraveled the first time. Yeah, we were wandering around going, ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Now, one thing I want to, I do want to talk about. Um, I mentioned at the beginning that we had started the rooster exchange. Ah, yes. And I, I wanted to again put out there why we talked about it on KUEC. We've talked about it on Twitter. Um, Dots and the rooster has gone to live with uh, Comrade Shepherd, and the reason behind this is he hates Ursula. Just out of the blue, one day came out from under the truck at me like a freaking xenomorph. Yeah. And we did some testing. We did some testing. He, he he sort of, he looked at me and then he's like, yeah, okay, you're you're whatever. He looked oh, at- he loves you. Yeah. He looked at Jacob. Yeah. And Jacob was like, yes, I will do this test. And he was like, okay. Uh, KB Spangler was over and he ignored her. Uh, 
Shep was here, and she and and he ignored. He turned his back on her and started feeding. And yeah, yeah. The only person he has an issue with is Ursula. I walk by, and all of a sudden, he is on high alert, like the devil is walking right. through the yard. Yeah. Now the risk we have is that we will have other people here while we are gone. Yes. To make sure Jacob gets to school, and to make sure the dogs get fed, and to make sure Jacob gets fed, and to make sure the cats get fed, and so on and so forth and to make sure the house doesn't burn down while we're gone and, and stuff like that and we can't have the rooster just we, we couldn't have Dotson just deciding well today is the day i hate liz yeah. or today is the day i hate kevin's dad and going all out ballistic and uh he really decided he did not like me it, it was it was a surprise to all of us yes um, but it is very possible that he's frankly jealous of me or thinks I'm a rooster who is trying to take Kevin away or something. <laughs> something. Uh, but <sighs> yeah, it is, it is full head down, neck feathers fan, spurs yep. out when he gets to me, hate. And, and the like, spurs aren't anything to, to joke about anymore. I, I, I thought they were small, not realizing that they've gotten to about three quarters of an inch long and sharpened. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be a hell of a puncture wound. Yeah. So, uh, fortunately, uh, Comrade Shepard has a broken rooster of her own. He is in love with her ducks. Right. And so he is going to come live with us when we get back. And where he will be around hens and not ducks. And yep. hopefully... Uh, we'll, we'll see if, if he's... You know, if he's got a fetish or if he's just, you know, trying to seduce the ducks and failing because they're like, we, we don't know what you want, dude. Yeah. And Dotson is going to be taking over roosterly duties up there. Yes. And hopefully we'll, we'll be sensible and continue to not attack Shepard. Right. Because if he does, then then we have just playing a human aggressive rooster and. That that is that not is a not thing we keep, no so. that is that is far far too dangerous to keep around. They're they're really little dinosaurs. Oh yeah, and and they are dinosaurs with with claws. Mm -hmm. And it it feels stupid to have a seven pound bird driving you out of the yard, but it's like he can fly. And if I'm bending down to you know do something, I'd need a face shield. If no, he, he can't fly to take far. My face. Yeah, but he could jump. Oh yeah, and and yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. It, people have nearly lost eyes to roosters, and it's like, you're kind of screwed, because on the one hand, you're getting your ass beat by a seven-pound bird, and if you fight back, you're beating up a seven-pound bird. What the hell is wrong with you? So this is a no-win situation yeah. for the person the rooster hates. But we've we found what is hopefully an equitable solution. It is certainly the, the best chance he has for continuing to live to a ripe old age. Yes. Since the alternative is that he goes to what we will colloquially call freezer camp. Yeah. And, and uh, we, no one wants that. Uh, yeah, Kevin yeah. would be sad. I would be, yeah. And but as as our buddy Shep said, look, it's not a farmer fail not to be able to handle your your rooster, you know, having to to dispatch your rooster. It is a farmer fail to have your wife have to have to carry a stick when she goes outside. Right. So and that is, I mean, and that's that's what it comes down to. And there is there is absolutely, you know. Uh, no way to be sure that this is a single fixation. Maybe he becomes jealous of Jacob next. And, oh, yeah, like my ex-wife would love it if I said, yeah, no, Jacob, he just has to take a stick out to keep the rooster away. No. 
That that will not fly. And yeah, and and I might be willing to work on it, but if he's you know, it's just easier this way. So we are sans rooster until we get back from right. China. Right. Then we will go pick up the uh, the duck fetishist. And on the one hand, it's it's. It's I, I miss hearing crows around an hour before sunup. And on the other hand, it's been awful quiet and a little yeah. less exciting for some reason. <laughs> the the hens don't come out and, and yell for attention quite the way he did. Yeah, so. yeah. It will will get you a, a, a another mm-hmm. rooster with a tragic backstory. Yeah, apparently we've got one coming, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So well, that's that's it. Um, I have a great interview this week. Woo! Um, I have Rachel Anson, who is a school psychologist. Ooh. And the stuff she does to keep her kids, I'm not going to say, I'm trying to think of the right words here, but to help her kids in her district and to be able to help the other people on her staff and things like that is really fascinating. And she's been a longtime Twitter follower, so it was great to finally be able to talk to her. So we will do that right after this. Hi, folks. I am here with Rachel today, and we we are going to talk about how Rachel stays productive. So, Rachel, can you introduce yourself perhaps a little better than I just didn't introduce you and and talk about what you do? Because your email was just fascinating and amazing. Yeah. So my name is Rachel Anson. I am a school psychologist, um, and I I work for the largest district in the state of Ohio. It's an urban district with, I checked my statistics this morning. Um, Last year, we had over 50,000 students enrolled in the district. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. (laughs) That's a ton. Um, And so a lot of people don't know what a school psychologist is or what we do. Um, So I, I pulled up the description that's on our website that our department put together. Okay. Um, school psychologists are uniquely qualified members of school teams that support students' ability to learn and teachers' ability to teach. They apply expertise in mental health, learning, and behavior to help children and youth succeed academically, socially, behaviorally, and emotionally. Now, that can entail and does entail everything from um, special education evaluations mm-hmm. for students who have a disability or who are suspected of having a disability, um, all the way down to if a student is having a rough time in class, right. giving them a timeout, being able to um, work with them and get them back to class. Give them that quiet space. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So I work very closely with the teachers in my buildings, um, with parents whenever I can, um, with our school counselors, uh, social workers, and any other support staff that are in the building. Um, So like I said, our district is pretty huge. We have 
Last year, we had 76 and a half site positions. Um, I am assigned to two elementary schools and a high school that I share with another psych. Um, and that puts the total number of enrolled students that I am responsible for at 1,306. Wow. <laughs> the um, National Association of School Psychologists advocates for one school psychologist for every 500 to 750 students. So, so. It's, it's a very high ratio. Um, the schools that I work at are in very high trauma neighborhoods mm -hmm. um, in the city. And so there are, there's a lot of need and there aren't enough of us to go around. Right. Yeah. No, that, that, that's every school district everywhere, apparently. Um, and mm -hmm. I have, I have opinions about that as a parent, but that's, that's, you know, I'm pretty I, sure everyone is familiar with them at this point. There, there was one memorable instance, uh, recently where a friend was visiting from Germany and we were doing a brewery hop mm -hmm. and, um, I started ranting at someone else in the brewery about the state of education and basically taking them to task for blaming teachers for yeah kids not learning. <laughs> yeah. And, and capital O opinions. Yeah. It's always blame the teachers, not the people who are funding them, not the people who are, mm -hmm. who are making the, the laws, all yeah. that. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. All right. Um, so through all of that, and I know you also have several hobbies. Um, I do. You do. Um, how do you keep yourself organized? Uh, well, part of the reason I wrote you the email was mm -hmm. you were, asking about people who are not organized and <laughs> I am one of those people now as you can imagine with three different schools that I have to go to mm -hmm. um, every week and work with multiple students multiple evaluations that I'm in various stages there are a lot of systems that I have tried mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them that have not worked mm -hmm. so some of these small things that I have put into place to try and keep myself more organized. Um, the very first thing that I do every year when I get my assigned schools is mm -hmm. I go through my work email, which is Outlook, right, and set up rules so that all of the emails from staff, teachers, administrators, anyone who is related to that school gets immediately filed into a folder for that school. So then when I open my email in the morning, I can see, okay, I have seven emails from the high school. I have two from each elementary school. Usually that's um, a daily bulletin that says, here's all the stuff that's going on at the school today. Right. And then some other back and forth with various teachers and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So that's the number one thing that has helped keep me organized and not having to dig through my inbox every day and yeah. get overwhelmed by the sheer number of emails that have come in. Um. The second thing that I have done in the past, um, I have not worked at this particular district for my entire time as a school psychologist. Right, my right. first year out of under uh, out of grad school, I worked at a preschool that served the entire county. Not not my current county, but county next door. Right, right. So it was something like five districts. Um, and as the only school psychologist serving all of these districts and their preschool kids, Oof. I. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, I ended up putting the names of all of the students that I was evaluating into a spreadsheet. So each kid got a line and I could take notes on what my contacts were, what the situation was. So I could go through, have due dates, birth dates, all of that information readily available to just open up the spreadsheet and look at it. Right. And I have actually used that system or a version of that system mm -hmm. every year since then. It's changed somewhat, but 
um, if I can say, for example, you know, here's a student, here's what school they're at. Mm-hmm. Here's the intervention specialists that they're working with. So I know who I need to invite to a meeting, um, who their general education teacher is, when the evaluations do, whether or not the student's going to be 18 by the time I do the evaluation. Yeah, because if you're 18, yeah. the parent doesn't sign off on consent. The kid has to sign off on consent. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that information. So that has been extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. This year, I tried to port that over to Airtable. Oh, I'm hearing good things about Airtable. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. definitely more dynamic and helpful than just an Excel spreadsheet or a Google Mm -hmm. spreadsheet has been. Um, I'm still learning how to use it, but I really like that I can group entries by a certain column. So if I have a school column, I could say, okay, these are all the kids that I have at this school and this is the order that they're due in. Mm -hmm. So that's super helpful. And Uh, do you have like, can you click on a name and then get all their information or do you still prefer the big? Oh yeah. I, I, I prefer to actually click that and say, okay, you know, when are they due? Mm -hmm. Um, what do I still need to do? Have I gotten any of my rating scales back yet? Do I need to write this up still? Have I, you know, who do I still need to harass about getting stuff? (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's still a single line. It's not like it's a page unto itself. Yeah. Well, it, they actually have a thing you can pop up to expand it. And so okay. it's a field that you can scroll down and it'll have every field going down. Okay. So that's super helpful. Yeah. So it's it's basically a very, very lightweight database. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the another thing that I have done, I've seen when it comes to doing a special education evaluation, there are multiple components. And mm-hmm. this varies from state to state. And from district to district, what exactly are the responsibilities of the school psychologist? Right. In my state, in my district, I am the, basically, I'm the person who is primarily responsible for the evaluation getting done. Right. So I have to make sure that all of the specialists, like speech therapists or Mm. occupational therapists, have their information in. I have to coordinate everybody, say, hey, this is when we're meeting. Let me know if you're not free. We'll do something else. Um, I have to be able to contact the parent and keep track of all of the times I've tried to contact them. Um, everything that I do working with a student can be mm-hmm. billable to Medicaid. And so I have to oh. keep track of all of the time that I do that. Right. So what I've seen other psychologists do and what I mm-hmm. have done in the past is create a little tracking sheet and mm-hmm. staple it or tape it to the folder so that you can just, for every kid, you have all of this information. Right, right. What I did starting this year mm-hmm. maybe I might have started it last year was I took that sheet mm-hmm. and I learned how to copy it to the inside of the middle oh folder. okay okay and so on my sheet I have the student name date of birth grade their teachers what type of evaluation it is if it's their first evaluation or a reevaluation um all of the dates that I need to keep track of like when is it due by mm-hmm. um the meeting date and time, suspected disability, related services, school counselor, which is more important for high school. We right. have three different counselors that might need to be invited. All of the rating scales and input forms that I have mm-hmm. sent out. So I know when I sent it and uh, if I've gotten it back or not. Um, I have a spot for tracking all of the testing, observations, report writing, scoring, mm-hmm. days and times so that later I can go back and bill Medicaid. And then I have a spot for... Um, Every time I've tried to contact a parent, what the date and time was, how I tried to contact them, and what the outcome was. Ooh. 
So you can have it all there and you know how many hours you spent, you know, who to bill Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Wow. Um, So that's been super helpful. Um, And the other thing is when, when I'm scheduling a meeting, Mm -hmm. I need to make sure that I have uh, the parent. If Mm -hmm. they're available, obviously they are the most important person to be at the meeting. Oh yeah. Um, an intervention specialist, so usually the one who's a case manager for the student, makes sure that they're getting all of the supports and services that they need, um, who writes their IEP, their education plan. Um, and there has to be a general education teacher as well. And usually we try to have the school counselor for high school students because they're the ones who say, okay, are they on track for graduation? What do mm-hmm. they still need to do? Um, an administrator, if possible. And... Wait, okay. So I have all I got all of these <laughs> materials out before the interview, so I could have visual aids. Right on. Not that not that anyone else can actually see it because I know. Yeah. It but, does help me explain though. I'm a very uh, visual person. When I'm fun. going over my evaluation results, I I do best when I have a graph printed out and I could say, Okay, look at what I'm telling you. It makes it more clear for me. Right. So and and for, for students, I'm sure it makes it more clear for them because they're used to looking at walls of text all day, and that doesn't yeah. work for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I, a couple of years ago, came up with a yet another spreadsheet mm-hmm. for how to track who I need to invite to various meetings. Oh, uh, yes. When it's due, the date, the time, whether or not we're having it at the same time as the IEP meeting, who the intervention specialist is, mm-hmm. who's the general education teacher is, if there's any therapists that need to be invited as well, if we need to get coverage for a teacher. So if I can't find people who are free at the same time, if we need to find someone to cover a class, right. the administrator and the counselor. But then... I have to look at the schedule because none of our teachers have the same periods off. Nope. And so I have, we have this lovely spreadsheet that our administration put together. That's the master class schedule Mm -hmm. that I have printed off. And I start with looking at the intervention specialist and what their free periods are. And then I have Mm -hmm. to go to the student schedule in our student database figure out what teachers they have who are general education teachers and then Mm -hmm. what periods those teachers have free. And if any of those overlap with (laughs) what the specialist has and what I have available. And then the parent, what the parent has available at the end. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it could be like, Hey, is there a time that works better for you? Can, Mm -hmm. can, is there a day that works best? If it's a day I'm not at the building, I'll still come over if that's when we have to do it. Um, So there's a lot that goes mm-hmm. into just that part of scheduling. Right. Um, so that's something that has been very helpful for me. It also mm-hmm. helps because I have my meetings broken down by month. So mm-hmm. I can just look at that page and say, okay, how many of these do I have this month <laughs> that I have to schedule? Right. Sometimes that can be a little bit overwhelming. Like um, I just printed out the rest of the year and for this month i have one two three four five six seven eight mm-hmm. that i have to schedule and two of them i already held so that's good i have two that are scheduled and then i have four more that are kind of tentatively scheduled or not scheduled yeah and it doesn't help that it's a shorter month with a holiday no. in the middle of it no and then one of those mm-hmm. students actually just moved into the district last week and so you have to do the whole is, thing, yeah. 
Yeah, very valuable. It's really great trying to get input from teachers about how she's doing academically when we don't even know her yeah. at all. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Wow. There's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. And then that, that doesn't talk about um, organizing your hobbies. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you knit, uh, right? So. I, yes, I'm a knitter. Um, I it's what I do for for stress and relaxation, <laughs> um, which is hilarious because a lot of the things that I knit are not stress free at all. Um, <laughs> there's a lot that goes. In, I I like really complex patterns that keep my brain engaged. Okay. So yeah, that's. Yeah. But I, I for the most part, I have stopped knitting for deadlines because. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. Well, yeah, I, I mean, like I if, you, if you're doing it for fun, why add the pressure of a deadline? Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you keep, so, like, an organization pile of yarn, of, of fibers, or, you know, do you keep that organized at all? I, I try to. So mm-hmm. I have these uh, Sterilite slidey bins that mm-hmm. I have a stack of, I think, like, eight downstairs <laughs> right now. Um, I'm hoping to upgrade to an Ikea glass Door cabinet oh, soon, yeah. but, um, but I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> um, and I tried to start sorting by weight, um, realized just how much sock weight yarn I have, and uh, kind of shoved <laughs> all those guys together as much as possible. But I do have specific ones that are for like mm-hmm. this is the fiber and drop spindle that I have kind of sort of used a little bit, but not really. And then I have one bin that's just for keeping track of all of my tools. So all the different mm-hmm. needles and crochet hooks and um, all of the measuring tapes and stitch markers yeah. and all of that good stuff all goes in one spot so I can find it later. And I'm trying to remember if you have any other hobbies. I hike. You hike. Um, but that, that, one's, that one's so much easier <laughs> to organize. It's like we're going to that park and we're going to walk it today. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it really helps. Um, I joined a group that's called Girls Who Hike. Mm-hmm. And there's chapters all over the place. Um, every state has different chapters. But there's there are people who organize the official hikes. And then there are some people who are like, hey, I want to go to this park on this day. Anyone wants to join me? You know, we'll meet up at this time. Mm-hmm. So right having on. someone else schedule it for me and I could just be like, yeah, I'll go to that. Oh, like, yeah, I've yeah, got that time for you. Like, Let's go. Yeah. 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 So that's been really helpful mm-hmm. as well. Um, yes. And I'm trying to remember everything else. Um, you have going on before we go to the next the next question <laughs> <laughs> oh let's see um i don't know there's so much mm. like i my husband is um a lecturer for the local university and mm-hmm. so he has his own schedule we i work all the way across town and he mm-hmm. works halfway across town so on days when our schedules sync up we try and carpool together yeah if i don't have a super early meeting or something um, so that's nice. But mm. then when I'm picking him up at the end of the day, I have to look and see <laughs> if he has any meetings scheduled with students after his last class, because mm-hmm. sometimes he won't be free until four 30 and I get out at three 45. Yeah. What's traffic like? Is it, do I feel like waiting for him? Um, will he be waiting for you because of traffic? Yep. Yeah. 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 So that's, that mm-hmm. is also something that we have to sync up, but yeah. for the most part, it works out fine. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. Well, then we've we've talked. We've actually touched on some of this. So let's mm-hmm. talk about systems and habits. What what? I, and I notice when it comes to the professional stuff, you've got, if not, you've got you've built your own system, 
with the yeah. spreadsheets and the charts yep. and things like that. So I think it 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 kind of and there goes the rooster. Um, it it kind of rolls down to what what habits um, and what other systems like kind of build in with that. Mm -hmm. So one of the systems that helps me immensely, this is something that I learned um, in my third year of grad school when I mm -hmm. was in internships. So I was out in the schools with mentors learning how to do the day to day. Right. Um, the reports that I have to write based on the evaluations that I do mm -hmm. can be very long, very detailed. Um, there's a million different assessments that I could use depending on the student. And mm -hmm. I have to write up all of those reports right? and then summarize those and give recommendations based on all of the information. So the one thing that is, ab I absolutely cannot sacrifice ever is templates. Uh, okay. So yes. I have a template for, um, if I'm doing a reevaluation that lays out, okay, mm -hmm. uh, if I'm talking about the kid's background, I need to know their previous evaluation history. I need to know what their educational history is. Have they hopped between a million different schools over the last five years? Um, mm -hmm. So that's all structured in there. What's their attendance like? What are their grades like? And then goes breaks down into cognitive assessment. So IQ tests, looking at different cognitive processes. Um, mm -hmm. And then for each test that I can give, I have a template that I can just insert that says, here's your table, here's the description of all of the subtests. You can right. just insert score X into place Y, which really helps. But then I end up just putting the same number in five different places. Um, and then the same yeah. thing for my recommendations. <laughs> There's like, okay, this is what the kid is struggling in. Here's some things that we know that work. Here's some things that te teachers might want to try. Yeah. And are these these just like blank documents or are these like actual, you know, the the dot X or whatever the, the word template storage thing is? Yeah. So I have over the years, I have accumulated templates from different places that okay. I save in mm -hmm. a Google Docs folder just oh, so okay. that I can always have access to it. But mm -hmm. the district that I'm working at now uses an online report writing program called um, Same Goal, which okay. used to be called IEP Anywhere. There's a bunch of different programs that are like this. And it will actually, they just did an upgrade over the summer, which I really like. It used to be that you had all of your templates mm -hmm. in one drop down. So you'd have to scroll down and see what you wanted. Right. Now they've updated it so that you can categorize and tag. So mm -hmm. I can go, oh. and say, okay, I'm just looking at my cognitive assessments and mm -hmm. then scroll to find that I want. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been super helpful. Yeah. Categories and it, tags and everything. Just, yes. Yeah. Now it's kind of a pain in the butt to get those templates into the program in the first place. <laughs> but um, once they're in there, they're in there and super helpful. Right. So, yeah, that's yeah. that's actually pretty pretty cool. I'm gonna have to look at, at those guys. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's like a, a very very like field specific thing, but mm -hmm. uh, I sometimes find there's all kinds of useful things in fields that aren't mine. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm not sure if same goal has clients outside of Ohio, mm -hmm. but um, I know there are multiple districts in Ohio that use it, and so they have. Right forms that are specific to Ohio for, you know, what the state says, you know, these are the forms that you have to use. They have to have this information here. So they have all of that. Plus they've um, made some of our district specific forms mm -hmm. available for just the people in our district. So yeah. that's super helpful. So, as well. so it's, it's in, in terms of things, it's like power school does for multiple right. school yep. systems um or and apparently now my kid has to use 
like everything's going into power school, but apparently the high school uses the Google education thing. And I oh, don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Even within districts, there's no consistency mm-hmm. to what different schools use. Like there's one yeah. master information, student information system. Um, for us, it's infinite campus. It's the same kind of thing as power school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our system syncs up with, infinite campus and then infinite campus pulls information from same goal and Mm -hmm. it all meshes together behind the scenes right um all these links of education resources i'm so excited about being able to put these in yeah yeah yeah, it's uh, good times um So, and, and based on my experience with templates, the one thing mm-hmm. that I have found that can be super helpful as far as systems go is automating everything that can be automated. Oh, yeah. It's, I have tried and tried to find different ways to automate and um, haven't really found a ton that work just mm-hmm. because I don't have the time to really dig into systems a lot to make it work the way I want it to. For example, I know that Outlook has a thing where you can, you know, use repeat frequently sent emails or calendar things or whatever. Right. I still haven't figured out how that actually works. And I don't know that it does, but it would be really helpful if every time I needed to email a team, I could just Mm -hmm. like have the same template in the email. Right, right. And, um, yeah, I, uh, there's that, um, I was just thinking about how you have all of these documents and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you should put in the little mail merge fields that are linked back to the spreadsheet yes. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. I've been trying to figure out how to make that work. <laughs> and, uh, I, there's just too much else on my plate right now that I mm-hmm. don't have the time to even look into it. But I like, I've tried to set up a database where you just put in the scores mm-hmm. and then suck it over. But that's, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Airtable has something and you just haven't had a chance to play with it yet. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, but automation, automation is huge. I love automating things. Yeah. Um, anything else in systems and habits? Oh, the only other habit is that when I really need to focus, mm-hmm. I, I will listen to music. Um, something that I've learned over the years is that if I need a certain type of music in order to... <laughs> focus and not get distracted by the music um so when i was in undergrad it was the lord of the rings soundtrack okay just enough (laughs) um recently depending on my mood there's a huga playlist on apple music that i've been listening to so all like Mm -hmm. norse kind of chill poppy type stuff (laughs) and um or string quartet covers of metal bands okay yeah Vitamin String Quartet did a great cover of um, Mastodon, like a whole cover album. And so I've just been listening to that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, actually, let me close this door real quick because I just realized I can hear Ursula and Liz talking over here. Um, totally my fault for not closing that door. There we oh, go. you're fine. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's pretty <laughs> much it. <Yeah. laughs> see, see, and I was, I was going to say that's... That's kind of different from my usual choice in music playlists. It has to mm-hmm. be something that I've got like completely memorized. So mm-hmm. classic rock, um, you know, '90s metal, '90s yeah. alternative, um, and then uh, uh, just basically the noise that bad horror movies make. Mm-hmm. For whatever yeah. reason, I can focus really well if I'm just hearing, you know, ah, 
in the background. I don't know. It's it's a thing. I think that says a lot about you, Kevin. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm not psychoanalyzing you. I promise. No, no. It's it. Well, no. It's weird because I didn't expect that to to be like the thing that helped me focus. But it's like, yeah, yeah okay. There's something going on over there, and I don't have to dedicate any brain cycles to it. Yeah, I can just exactly. look up, and there's color, and there's whatever, and my brain can go, oh yes, horror movie, and then I can go back to what I'm doing. Right. Yeah, and. I absolutely get that. Like mm-hmm. I, um, <laughs> I could go into optimal stimulation theory, which I learned about in undergrad in one of my psychology classes. But, <laughs> that. Um, but for me, it mm-hmm. the music can it has to be active enough to mm-hmm. engage me, but it shouldn't have lyrics to it because I can get distracted by those when I'm trying to write. Right. So right. It's it's a balance that you have to find. And then depending on how frustrated I am that day, that also dictates what kind of music I listen to as well. Yeah, I was gonna say people people tend to get a little weirded. Uh when I when I used to go into offices, like mm-hmm. um I would have my own office and then way back in the day when they still did those, and I would just put on like, you know, Beastie Boys and I would just be jamming out code and like singing Beastie Boy lyrics, not even noticing I was doing the singing bit because my brain was engaged mm-hmm. on the code. Um, right. And and more recently, it's been things like Tool, Pucifer, mm-hmm. you know, Perfect Circle. Yep. And they, they tend to look at me a little weirder when I'm just like, um, you know, tap to tap to tap. Why can't we just be sober? Tap to tap to tap. <laughs> and um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to be really careful in mm-hmm. school setting because, you know, yeah. small children wandering around places, so. That's why the the, uh, string quartet covers are really helpful, Mm -hmm. because they don't have the lyrics, but it's still the same kind of intensity behind it. Yeah, because the back of your head can still be going, you know, uh, uh, with the lyrics without having to think about it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, So what do you do, or how do you decide what to do first in a day? So... (laughs) This one is... is, um, pretty complex. Okay. So frequently I have meetings that are already scheduled for me, um, right. especially in my elementary schools, the very beginning of the day um, when teachers have reported, but before students come into the building mm-hmm. is prime time for us to have meetings. Right. And so let's see, my current schedule is I'm at the high school on Mondays and Tuesdays, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Friday, I'm at one school and then Thursday I'm at my other elementary. So right. typically I have, one or two meetings scheduled Monday morning, first thing. Mm-hmm. One meeting scheduled Thursday morning, first thing. And then one or two meetings scheduled first thing on Friday. Right. And So it's all about getting that first meeting out of the way and ripping off the Band-Aid, as it were. Except for sometimes those meetings can go really, really long. Oh. So we might start meetings at 8.15, but depending on the student that we're talking about, mm-hmm. if there's a parent there that we you know have to work with, there are some times when we don't leave that room until 10, 1030. Oh, I hate and those. Yeah. So by that time, the the rest of the school is already underway. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a big chunk of time that could have been spent working with kids that was instead spent in a meeting. Right. Which, you know, meeting these meetings are important. We are talking about students who have some pretty mm-hmm. significant needs. So I don't begrudge that time. But that's definitely... a time suck yeah this uh, isn't and i mean it's not like the corporate meeting where it's it's always you know feeling lonely feeling like you're 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 just missing all your coworkers. have a meeting 
Everyone right. will appreciate the together time, yet yeah. no. <laughs> it's a completely different kind of environment. So right. that's those come first. Mm-hmm. Then um, we have these very strict timelines for evaluations. These right. are timelines that are set by um, the federal government, and then the states interpret federal government's requirements in different ways. So for me, that means after I get consent for, say, an initial evaluation for a student that we think might have a disability, mm-hmm. um, we have 60 calendar days to do all of our evaluations, have a meeting, and make a decision. Right. So part of what goes into deciding what comes first for me is whose deadline is coming up next. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do what can I do while the student is at school and what can be done right. after the students are gone or when they're not at school. Um, Cause there so, are things you just cannot do while the students are there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if, if I have four students that I need to um, observe in the classroom mm-hmm. for 15 minutes to a half hour, depending on the case, mm-hmm. I just finished one up where I did, three different observations that were half an hour to an hour a piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can't do that when the kids aren't in school. So Ooh. I have that. Uh, <laughs> if you have, if I have to do a cognitive assessment, which mm-hmm. can take anywhere from 20 minutes for a high school kid with no concerns to an hour and a half for a kiddo who does have concerns right. and can't pay attention and needs lots of breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also academic assessment. So that could be up to another 40 mm-hmm. minutes to an hour, depending on the student. Um, so we have, if you have four kids that need all of that to be done, you have to figure out who's at school today, who, you know, what are the lunch times and recess times mm-hmm. so that I can figure out when I can actually see the student. You can't pull a kid when they're in art class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so in different grades have all the specials at different times. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things that I have to do to prioritize what I have to do first. Right. But then I have a situation like I had this week um, where we finish up a meeting and there's a student in crisis. Yeah. Uh, and, and that this, takes priority over everything. 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 And yeah. it, in this particular case, it took the entire day between mm-hmm. School counselor, social worker, myself, um, mm-hmm. one of our intervention specialists, the administrator, just kind of keeping this student safe mm-hmm. the entire school day. Right. right. And then we had parent-teacher conferences afterwards, and we were there until 7 o'clock at night. So right. that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great day. Yeah. Um, but so, And that's the kind of thing that the federal timelines and state timelines are extremely important, but mm-hmm. there are other things that are more important. And when it comes right. down to it, my job is to support students and families mm-hmm. as best I can. Right. And sometimes the paperwork is not the best way to support that student at that time. Nope. That's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so through all of that, and now that we've gotten uh-huh. there now for the, the much more abstract questions, abstract mm-hmm. questions, right? Um, yeah. What is the best advice or feedback you've been given? So one of the best pieces of advice that I have gotten was actually from Productivity alchemy. Oh. And I don't remember when it was or who it was that said it, but mm-hmm. perfect is the enemy of done. I say that all the time. That is one of my yes. favorite things. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And um, I, there's a um, 
school psychologist who mm-hmm. was running um, a, you know, how to keep yourself sane mm-hmm. thing. She had a little free mini intro, like, hey, maybe you want to pay over $300 for the full course, which I did not. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. there were some resources that she gave, and one of them mm-hmm. was School Psych Mantras. And the one that I have printed out to refer to is, if you try to work until it's done, you'll never stop working. Yep. And so that's, I have to keep telling myself that because mm-hmm. when you have these extensive reports and each student that I'm working with is so different. Yeah. And um, I feel like if you, if you're in the job long enough and you don't take care of yourself, it's really easy to see the job as really overwhelming and mm-hmm. stop focusing on the students. But I'm still at the point where I am in full on cognitive detective mode. And so <laughs> I want to like find all of the underlying factors. Right. But that can really backfire mm-hmm. when I have a really complicated case and I want to do what's best for the student, but also I have this timeline that I have to work in. You have a, a really short timeline. Yeah. Um, yeah, which does not stop for snow days or no. breaks in mm-hmm. my state. Some states yeah. they do, but not yeah. mine. Well, no, it's Ohio. They they actually, in theory, <laughs> understand how to deal with snow and and whatever. Like, yeah. a hurricane if, might be a problem up there, but <laughs> so if you case study, right? Something that has happened multiple times. Okay, so if we suspect that a student has a disability. Mm-hmm. We have 30 days to get parent consent. Mm-hmm. Fine. We get parent consent the day before Thanksgiving break. That is immediately three days that are out the window of our timeline. Right, right. Then we have three weeks, and then we have two weeks of winter break. Mm-hmm. And then we have, you know, however many days after that, which we might have snow days. We had last uh, two weeks ago, last week? Yeah, probably last week. Had... It was it was a mess. Everything yeah, was a mess week, last week, we had... yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all Uh off because Wednesday and Thursday was insanely cold. And then Friday, we got an unexpected dump of snow right at rush hour. Yeah. So so that was three days of my timeline when Uh I I couldn't go and test kids. I couldn't do observations. Uh I couldn't schedule anything with people. Um, I could work at home, but really is that's what's best for my mental health right now you know and i had to yeah. make those kinds of decisions as well so and, anyways, and the clock's really but the clock's still time. ticking so yeah. you know it it even if you were to do some of the paperwork you can get done at home that doesn't change the fact that there's still this like really tight timeline around when the test and evaluation has to be done in order to do the rest of the paperwork yep and god yeah. forbid a student is absent right the one day that you have right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah because then you have to start everything all over again to reset the clock mm-hmm. yeah yep and and then it's my mistake mm-hmm. and i don't even want to think about what happens <laughs> yeah yeah all right so do you want the easy but sad question first or do you want the difficult but fun question first um honestly i could go either way <laughs> then let's do it in the traditional order sure do you celebrate your successes and if so how so because of the um, the nature of my job, mm-hmm. it's really hard to define what is a success. You know, is a success that I have the meeting and get my report done and everything mm-hmm. within timelines? Yeah, that's a success, but that's also kind of what I need to do. That's my job. Right. That's like the, that's like the bar you're going right. for in general. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um. 
it do is a success that I feel like I did a really good job with that. Yes, that's obviously mm-hmm. a success. Do I feel like I fought for what the student actually needs? That right, that's right. definitely a success for me. Um and that's kind of its own reward. Yeah. <laughs> in the end. Yeah. Um feeling like I have done the best that I can for a kid. Mm-hmm. Um but honestly the success for me ends up being if at the end of the school year I did everything that I needed to get done and mm-hmm. you know nothing caught on fire and nothing exploded <laughs> and I made it to the yeah. finish line. Everything's done and turned in and I'm done mm-hmm. for six weeks until it starts over again. Yeah. That's when I can look back and say, okay, was this a successful year? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, usually I celebrate that by having my six weeks off yeah. <laughs> and doing whatever I want. And I, I want to say it's really difficult to celebrate successes when your success is not, is defined by someone else being successful. Yes. Because you have to figure out what the definition of successful is for them in order to provide the best, to enable them to be the, their best selves and to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you know, as doing um, scrum mastering or project management or something like that, it, that's it's a really hard mindset to get into because when you're the individual contributor, as it were, mm-hmm. you, you're always like you have a yardstick that you measure yourself by. And then suddenly that yardstick is gone and it's all about with the three people who you're kind of helping guiding through this thing, what their yardsticks mm-hmm. are. And it's just, it's really difficult to wrap your head around. Yeah. Right? I and will say that the times that I feel most successful, honestly, are mm-hmm. when I'm in a million different buildings. I don't have a lot of time that I can spend with individual students. Right. But when I can make the kind of connection with a student where I go to a classroom to mm-hmm. find a kid and three other kids in the class are like, oh, can I come with you? When do you, where are you going to take <laughs> me again? That makes me feel really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when I have a student who um, was really angry, one of my mm-hmm. favorite students that I've worked with, I, have a, I had a kid who was really angry, got in fights a lot, got in mm-hmm. trouble a lot, you know, unstable home life like mm-hmm. most of our kids. Yeah. Um, And when I met him, he was in a timeout in the in-school suspension room and really like just (laughs) like staring out the window and mugging and very, you know, angry. And over the course of a few years, I built a relationship with that student to the point Mm -hmm. where when he was upset, he would come to me and he would actually tell me why he was upset and kind of just, and he was happy just hanging out in my room for a minute, doing a Mm -hmm. puzzle and then calming down and then going back to his class. And to me that building that relationship and getting Mm -hmm. him to the point where he wasn't bottling everything up inside really. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a huge success right there. Yeah. 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 Cause I mean, then he switched schools, so I never get to see him again. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, but that's the whole thing. The whole idea is that you have, you have like physically and demonstrably helped this kid and that's Mm -hmm. what it's supposed to be all about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well, that that brings us to the the sad but apparently easy question based on prior, um, <laughs> yeah. and that is, um, you know, failures part of life. These mm-hmm. things happen. We you've been listening long enough. You know all of my spiel on yeah. that. So, how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? Um. So, again, if it's, when you are looking at the definition of success or failure, mm-hmm. um. 
if you're looking at timelines, failure is not really an option. If it happens, you have to fix it as soon as possible. So mm -hmm. if you miss a timeline, you must, 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 you know, make mm -hmm. that whatever happen as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, with students, it's a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know that I can ever like point to a specific time when I feel like I have failed a student. Mm -hmm. But the thing that works that helps me the most is the fact that I, at all of my schools, I have really supportive and close knit teams that I work with. Mm -hmm. And the fact that we can kind of debrief with each other and right. support each other is very important for us. Um, I, I think that's one of the most important things to have is it, in any community, being able mm -hmm. to have people who understand and can listen and if you want it, that they can give feedback. Um, mm -hmm. Honest feedback. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's, 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 it's building trust and being able to have a place and a group where you can be honest with each other and, and, mm -hmm. you know, all right, I fucked that up. Maybe you don't say that in school, but, um, you know, not right. externally. Yeah. <laughs> Depending how, on the company. <laughs> yeah. How do we, how do we fix that? Right. Right. How do we fix that? Cause it's always sort of a service thing because it's, it's, I guess it's not going to be about, well, all right, well, screwed that one up next. Cause you, you, right. you kind of have to go back and fix it in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one of my recent fuck ups was, um, <laughs> I, we got consent for an evaluation mm -hmm. at the beginning of December and then end of January, mid end of January, I realized that I had never emailed the team to let them know that we mm. had this sign. Yeah. And that was a huge, huge fuck up on my part it's because deal, the yeah. other specialists mm -hmm. also have multiple schools that they work at. They're mm -hmm. not there every day. This kid has been absent a lot. So this is giving them two weeks out of the timeline. So yeah. I own I sent out an email to everyone. I'm really sorry. I mm -hmm. messed this up. Here's what the situation is. Let me know if there's anything that I can do um, to support you, to help you out. Mm -hmm. Again, really sorry. Um, <laughs> turns out one of the specialists was going to be out for three days because she was getting married. Um, yeah, and, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I rescheduled the meeting and put it on day 60 of our 60-day timeline. Oh. And so... And that was um, Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And we were out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yep. And so I, you know, luckily our student was there. We, everyone was able to get everything done. Um, but it was, it was definitely a mistake on my part and we yeah. barely made it happen. So, Oof. yeah. But owning it is very important too. If it's, if it's my mistake, I will own that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, I think that's, and that's something that there's a lot of, or I want to say a lot of, or not enough focus on. Um, mm -hmm. I, I have a, a, a um, uh, an animated image that I use for reactions that it, it, it's, you know, I'm not saying you did it. I'm saying it's your fault. Is that <laughs> we, we don't, uh, there's so many situations where it's never our fault or mm -hmm. we don't take ownership of, of a, an issue or yeah. a, a missed deadline or something when, and it, it's a big problem when there's like five or six people who are just like, well, nope, we missed that deadline. And it's because he didn't tell me and he didn't tell me and he didn't tell me. Right. right. Um, 
when that person may be sitting there going, I have this paper trail that says the exact opposite, but apparently it's my fault. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, and that's, that's just, I think something I'm very frustrated with in any situation. I love yeah. people taking ownership. I will take ownership of my own mistakes. And sometimes I will take ownership of other people's mistakes because mm. they aren't going to take ownership of it. And right. I'm going to be stuck with it anyway. Right. Right. And so, and when mm-hmm. it comes down to it, like I mm-hmm. said, for my district and in my mm-hmm. state, um, I am responsible for making sure that this happens on time Yep. and that everyone else has given the input that they need to give me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that it can all be in this report for this meeting on this date and this time. And if it doesn't happen, you know, yeah. I will frequently have to be the one in the meeting explaining to the parent why it didn't happen. Right. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it, and it's, it's, it, that's the sort of place where you don't want to make excuses because the parent mm-hmm. is just going to get frustrated and the student's going to get frustrated and as they should. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right. That's everything. <laughs> Yay. Um Yeah. So is there anything I mean, other than, you know, please for the love of God, people support your public schools and all the people who please, 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 please. <laughs> who, who make this happen because they are they're I have yet to meet a teacher who wasn't trying their very best. Even someone mm-hmm. who could be considered a bad teacher is trying their best in the way they know yeah. how to uh, improve kids' lives and educate them and, and all that stuff. But where else where could we find you online? Okay, so um, I oh man, what's my so I think the only constant in my life is mm-hmm. my dog's Instagram account, <laughs> <laughs> which she is definitely one of my stress relief mm-hmm. um, options. Her her Instagram is at the Irma Derg, E R M A D E R G. Um, my Twitter, which I am on sporadically oh yeah figure out uh at dj rivet kitten that one i knew because we've been friends on twitter for years and years and years yes absolutely it's like i'm like Uh, who's this rachel person who's just emailed me and then i look at the rivet kit wait a minute that sounds her okay yeah (laughs) yeah yeah but i'm only on you know more recently um Mm -hmm. I also have a another Twitter account that I have not figured out how I want to use yet okay. for professional purposes, yes. which is at your school psych. Um, but I have no followers, and I'm not following much of anyone. And I have I'll probably figure out some kind of way to mm-hmm. revive that. But you know, it, at a certain point, I have to limit. Uh, what no. else I take on? <laughs> no, we were we were talking about uh, uh, with Ursula. She has a children's book Twitter specifically to to point the people to, and uh, not that it's very active lately, but it's uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Wendell the iguana has his own Twitter, as it were. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So awesome. Um, thank you very much. Yeah. This absolutely. is this has been a lot of fun. Um, uh, do you anything else? Oh man, support your schools, support your school psychologist. If you want some more information on school psychology and all of the various things oh, yeah, that yeah, 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 we yeah. are trained to do, mm-hmm. um, the National Association of School Psychologists is at nasponline.org. And there's a ton of information, even if you're looking for resources for like if there has been a crisis in your school, how to talk to your students about it. There are a ton of position papers. Um, a lot of information there 
um, advocating for school psychology. Um, yes. And even talk to your, if you have kids who are in school, um, see if you can figure out who mm-hmm. the school psychologist is there. And uh, more, like I said, so many of us have so many positions. We're running around in a million different directions at once, oh, yeah. but um, we're more than happy to have a conversation about what it is that we do. Awesome sauce. All right. Um, thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. And uh, for those of you listening at home, we will be right back. I had a lot of fun talking to Rachel. I really did. It's always great when you get that that sort of uh, face-to-face ability to talk to somebody who you've interacted with online for a while. Even if it was online, it was still, you know, just fantastic. And she's got so much going on. Um, and I got, a, I got a whole pile of links, as I, I said during the interview, for for that. Oh, my God. So many links to put up. In the meantime... Some of you are probably wondering about the badge code for this week. It's As not... many of you know, we do open badges, <laughs> which is a thing, buzzword, that you enter a code, and uh, then you can go to a website and put the code in, and then you get a little badge you can display at various places. The the not buzzword, but it is a an open standard. That was it, standard. That you can use that are used by museums and schools and educational institutions, among other things like podcasts. So you go to productivityalchemy.com, you enter the code, you get the badge for episode 90. And this week's badge code is knitting. All right. And so that's, that's that. Um, and really, I think, um, I don't have much more else to say. If you felt the urge to contribute money to the podcast and the dog skull patch. <laughs> uh, rehabilitation fund. Rehabilitation fund. fund uh, <laughs> and the buy Ursula books to read on a 33-hour international flight fund. You can go to Patreon Ursula V. Or you can go to Kofi mm-hmm. and tell them what that is. K-Sunny. K-S-O-N-N-E-Y. And buy Kevin a coffee. Yeah, I got a coffee this last week. It was great. So uh, the other thing you can do is you can like the podcast. You can share the podcast. You can comment either by emailing me, by using the comment form on the site, by commenting on individual episodes. Send us questions. We love questions. We do. And uh, someone actually schooled me last week on uh, the nature of the Pharisees during New Testament times, uh, which was a fascinating... I I was on my rant, so it was a a very fascinating uh, bit of learning on my case, and I'm looking forward to reading it during the letters episode, what's going to happen in May, because we're not doing a letters episode for April, uh, but I have a whole bunch of really cool interviews lined up between... So that even 
if we're gone, you guys will still get episodes on the regular. At they least. just won't have, you know, the intro. The the banter. Yes. The banter. Sans banter. Sans banter. Still really good stuff coming up. So there's all that. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm really appreciated, appreciative of all of you. And before I go load up my next series that there's no way I'm going to finish the current one before we get on the airplane anyway, but I got a couple in the works. Um, you know, guys, stay productive. <laughs>